Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism. Sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here? Of course, we will talk decluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a realistic way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi friend, welcome back to Minimalish. I am so excited to be bringing you a solo episode on a similar topic that we talked about last week. We are sticking with the topic of finances today, but I am bringing you my true experience with budgeting, specifically things I have done wrong, (laughs) things I've done wrong with budgeting, things I've done wrong with our family's debt-free journey, which we started back in early 2020, maybe even 2019, I think 2019, but things have gone up and down along the way. And I think more of us who struggle need to share these stories because when it comes to finances, when it comes to aiming to become debt-free, there is not a one-size-fits-all approach. There is not a one-size-fits-all story and it isn't easy for many of us. So I wanted to come to you with my honest truth on all of this and I felt really compelled to share my thoughts and my story and specifically just what I have learned along the way when it comes to things I was doing wrong and things we are maybe doing a little bit more right these days. This episode is full of tips that probably sound like budgeting basics or finance basics, and I am not diving deep into the topic of finances in any way. That is just not my skill set or my expertise in any way, but we will talk about this topic that has been very important to my family and I for years, but specifically has really changed things for us in the last several months here. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that I have been under the weather for almost seven days. It has not been fun. I have a scratchy voice today. I don't even know where that came from. I've been on the struggle bus, which is why you did not get an episode from me last week. I am here. I am alive. I have enough energy to be on the mic, and I am so glad that I do. I am super grateful that you are here, and if you enjoy today's episode, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you are glad that we are back to minimalish, I am just so grateful for any positive review or rating that you can leave, and that just helps the podcast be seen by more eyes, heard by more ears, and any way that you can share with a friend or share on social media is always so helpful. So thank you for that, and let's dive into today's episode. I want to kind of give an overview. When we dove into our debt-free journey, we were 
living mostly on one income. It was the beginning of 2019 and we were being super frugal because we had to be to push anything at all towards debt. Not gonna lie, it felt kind of impossible to get any leeway. Eventually, I started making some extra money that we were able to continue our frugality, but also push a little bit of money towards debt. But what happened was in 2020, we gained a second income. I went back to teaching. We also moved. Life got stressful. 2020 was 2020. (laughs) And we definitely got comfortable with more income. Too comfortable. We didn't track expenses for a while. And it was okay at first. We still ended up with so much extra because we were used to living on so much less. But eventually, we just got more and more comfortable and things added up and we slowly lost track of our better spending habits that we had developed in the past. So that's kind of in a nutshell how (laughs) things went wrong (laughs) on the debt-free journey and how we're almost kind of have restarted over the last few months. But in the meantime, in those months where things were definitely going wrong and even at the beginning, things were just really hard and felt impossible for us, we learned a lot along the way. So the first thing that we were doing wrong is we were budgeting wrong. I kind of take control of the budgeting in the household. I find it pretty interesting, kind of even fun. I will say that we struggle a little bit and I struggle a little bit with keeping with that budget, but I realized that part of that was budgeting wrong. Even we were, even when we were successfully working towards a debt-free journey, budgeting was always a struggle. Why did it feel so hard for me? I mean, it's math, it shouldn't be that hard. But what happened was, and this might be a similar situation, but I was learning so much about budgeting per month, right? There's a monthly budget that you follow, but we get paid twice a month. We both get paid on the same days twice a month, so that is great because it keeps things uniform. I know this can get even more complicated uh, if things are different for your family, things are different with the days you get paid, but regardless, a monthly budget was not working out. And I realized the reason for that was that it felt like I had to stretch a whole month. And the beginning of the month, it was really easy to be like, oh, it's a new budget. We can just spend the things we want to spend finally because the end of the last month was getting pretty stretched thin. So we got excited about the beginning of the month. It was really hard to keep that budget as the month went on. We started budgeting paycheck to paycheck instead of a whole month. So basically we have two budgets per month for us. That's how it works. And then I kind of set up a long game budget for the whole month. I look at the whole month when I start the budget, but then I kind of plan out two separate budgets. These two separate budgets are based on the bills that come out during that time and whatever extra money we have to play with during those two separate pay periods. Doesn't feel like a free-for-all at the beginning of the month and then super tight at the end of the month. Now we have this kind of renewal of our budget halfway through the month and it gives us a more accurate view of what we have and what our finances are throughout the entire month. We started budgeting by paycheck for us That is two budgets per month, and it has made a huge difference. The second thing we were doing wrong kind of goes along with what I just said, and that is we were not tracking when bills came out. I knew what bills were coming out. I knew how much was coming out during the month, but because I was looking at the whole month as a whole, I just had the numbers. I wasn't actually tracking when. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't know why I wasn't tracking this, but I was budgeting monthly, had most things on auto draft, 
And I just kind of thought, well, when the bills come out, we'll have money for them because we're looking at the month as a whole. But sometimes this just didn't align with how we were spending within our budget and the money we had coming in, the bigger bills that would come out at certain times a month, and it would make things really iffy at certain parts of the month. So budgeting by paycheck has helped. I know exactly which paycheck bills are coming out of, and this is probably obvious to most people that you should keep track of this when bills are coming out, but it's something I just wasn't doing. Now I keep a bill pay calendar, and honestly, it doesn't necessarily even matter the specific day it's coming out, but it lo- and now I know what part of the month it's coming out, and I do write down the actual day as well, just so that I know what is coming out when, and that helps us know, you know, what actual extra do we have during that part of the month. The third thing we were doing wrong is we were not tracking our expenses often enough. This is the number one mistake I was making, It is also the number one, I guess, pain in the butt of budgeting is that the more often you track your expenses, probably the more successful you will be. I do think this is probably the most needed thing, especially if you are struggling to keep on track with your budget. We were not sticking to our budget because I wasn't checking up on our budget or tracking our spending often enough. Now I track our spending about every other day or so, and that seems to help. Every day would be ideal, but do I actually make the time for it every single day? No, I'm being honest here. Sometimes I will still let things go for about a week every once in a while. And when I do, first of all, it's a lot more tedious. There are a lot more things I need to track. And second of all, that is a surefire way to make some budgeting slip ups. Right now, I am using the YNAB app, You Need a Budget. I've used every dollar. I have used a spreadsheet, but I learned pretty quickly. I am not an Excel person. I don't know what the heck I'm doing (laughs) or Google, Google Sheets. Every time I tried to copy and paste the formula over, it just wouldn't work. So I am back to a budgeting app. I'm liking it so far, but those are just a couple of apps I've used. I liked every dollar as well. I just decided to change things up. When we track often enough, when we track every couple of days, I am able to keep up with our budget. I'm able to give my husband updates on what we have left in all categories. We're able to make accurate budgeting decisions. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank the sponsors that are making it possible. If you are looking for a way to relax in today's noisy digital world, if you want a screen-free, gadget-free activity that not only helps you rest, but trains your brain as well, you need a Unidragon puzzle. Unidragon puzzles aren't just your average puzzles. They are beautiful, colorful, wooden puzzles with collections such as Jigsaw Nature Puzzles, Mandela Puzzles, World Maps, and The Quizzle, which is a quest and a puzzle all in one. We spend a lot of time doing similar tasks day in and day out. We might spend a lot of time on screens, might feel busy and rushed, be pushing for deadlines. This can all lead us to burnout or even chronic fatigue, and we need high quality rest in our lives so that we can avoid that rest that is actually screen free and puzzles are that kind of rest they're both relaxing and challenging with huge benefits that go beyond the enjoyment of just playing a game a unidragon puzzle 
can help you unwind at any point of the day where you are ready to rest your brain from screens. You sleep better, prevent burnout, all while learning analytical skills that you can use in your daily life. So you can check out Unidragon Puzzles today and get 10% off with the discount code MINIMAL at unidragon.com. That's 10% off your Unidragon purchase with discount code MINIMAL at unidragon.com. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates, and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only going to be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I want to thank Indeed for sponsoring today's episode. Right now, hiring is a challenge. It's time for a hiring partner that can help you rise to that challenge, and that's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for the quality applicants 
that meet your must-have requirements. That's one of the things that I love about Indeed. It's their instant match feature. Over 90% of employers get quality candidates with this feature as soon as they sponsor their job posts, according to Indeed data. You can start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posts at indeed.com slash intention. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash intention to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. The next mistake that we made when budgeting is probably a pretty personal one. And I think anyone can apply this to themselves and what matters in their own lives. So we were trying to be frugal on groceries, like very frugal, when it didn't match our values or habits. The grocery budget has always been a target of mine because I keep thinking, like, I see other people have these super low grocery budgets. If I could only do that, we could save so much money in this area. But this really goes for any category of the budget that you are trying to be your ideal self (laughs) versus your real self. I love to learn how people get their grocery budgets super low. But after months and months of trying, it just doesn't work great for us. Now, we don't have a huge grocery budget, although I'd like to, but we do spend a little extra on groceries than I ideally would like to, I guess, because of the way that we eat as a family. Plus, if we are going to avoid spending on restaurants as often, I need to have quick, easy convenience options available as well. And That's just me, that's my life, I need it. Although I'd love to have a super tight budget in this area and I definitely have things to learn and can tighten it up. Anytime I try to go super low in this budget area, it just doesn't work. We are not able to stick with it. We don't eat the way we enjoy eating personally as a family and it feels limiting. So overall, to apply that to different areas of the budget, I think a budget really shouldn't feel limiting. You get to choose where your money is going, and for us, it doesn't make sense to limit in this area when we could limit in another area that is less important to us as a family. The other thing we were doing that definitely was a budgeting mistake was impulse spending. Now, I highly recommend going back to my last episode with Allison Baggerly, where we really talk all about impulse spending and dive in. But I just didn't really fully deal with my impulse spending habits. And diving into minimalism helped, but that doesn't mean that these habits didn't pop back up when I was having lots of feelings, especially like during 2020 and during so many life changes, impulse spending really creeped back into my life. Also, not tracking our expenses enough allowed me to believe we had what we needed in the budget for a small impulse buy here or there, and I justify it just because it was something small. But those things add up, and either way, impulse spending just doesn't match my values, and it definitely is a budget breaker. So it's something that I'm working on, and when tracking my spending regularly, uh, it's pretty easy to avoid. Another problem that we had when it came to budgeting was we didn't really have a strategy for when things did go awry, when an impulse buy happened or when a large car expense happened, which happened to us in January. Large expenses that we weren't expecting or even small expenses that we weren't expecting that messed up our budget. We didn't have a strategy for when that happened. 
Of course, we had a small emergency fund, but that didn't last long. And we needed a strategy for what to do when it's already, you know, halfway through the month or a quarter way through the month and the budget isn't looking good already, or even in the last few days of the month and we are really tight. So what I learned from Allison, who was on my last episode, is something called a mini budget. And those mini budgets are a budget that you make with the money that you have right now in your bank account and the expenses that you have in the span of time that you need before your next paycheck, along with any other expenses that you might have, like groceries, bills, anything that would be coming out during that time. And that mini budget just spans that amount of time. So I made one of these in January when we did have a large car expense and when we were kind of like catching up from Christmas. And I had, it was a budget that spanned nine days and it really helped us just rein things in and know what we had for those nine days and have a plan to get us through. The last thing that I think we were doing wrong, and a lot of people have different opinions on this, but I really think we just didn't have enough emergency fund. We had a the typical $1,000 emergency fund that Dave Ramsey usually talks about. And while that's helpful, it wasn't enough. And when it came down to it, when life gets hard, when expenses pop up, $1,000 might not be enough. So right now we have just been working on building our emergency fund so that it is more helpful to get us through when life brings unexpected things. So those were my eight things that we were doing wrong on our debt-free journey, that we were doing wrong when it came to budgeting, that we're making things really hard financially for us. Changing these things little by little has gotten us definitely way back on track financially. So I hope that sharing these things pretty transparently helps you. If finances are a struggle for you, or if you're just not a typically financially savvy person, This is how I have always been. I'm just not naturally well-versed in finances, but I have learned a lot and learning and implementing along the way has made me feel a lot more confident. And I hope that these tips help you in some way if you struggle and I hope they help you feel more confident as well. That is all for today's episode. Again, if you did enjoy it, share it with a friend or share it on social media in some way. I'm super grateful for that. Thank you so much for being here and for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.